everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today I'm interviewing Jessie from Amethyst Lounge. She recently came out with a program for lash artists called Lash with Purpose, and it's designed to give back, and it's a really cool way for us to recycle things that are not easily recyclable such as our tweezers or disposable wands that maybe our clients have too much of at home. So I wanted to bring her on the show to talk about the program and of course her journey through the lash industry because she's been in it for over 12 years. We recorded this episode a couple of months ago, so you'll hear the old format of the way that I used to ask questions and run the show. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, here is Jessie. Okay, Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm excited to talk about all the exciting things that you're doing. But first, I kind of just want to get into how you got started in this industry because I know you've been lashing for a really long time. So what sparked that interest for you to get into this industry in the first place? Yeah, so it has been a long time since I've been lashing. I started in 2006, really right out of aesthetic school. And it was one of those things I thought I was going to aesthetic school to be like an editorial makeup artist. That's what my dream was, to do like crazy makeup. And that year was actually the launch of the makeup show in New York. And mm-hmm. I got to meet my first makeup artist inspiration, Billy B. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's Mm-mm. a celebrity makeup artist that's absolutely amazing. So I got to sit and listen to him and pick his brain a little bit. And I was walking through the show and it said, learn lash extensions. I was like, what the heck are these? So of course, you know, like everybody, we just, we decided, oh, let's check it out. And the first, my first rodeo was not great. The first class, you know, was very limited information. You know, I had a very hard time launching the service because nobody wanted to have tweezers put near their eyeballs that early Mm -hmm. on in the game. But I just kept pushing and getting more training. And now I train myself. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. Been doing a long time. (laughs) Yeah, that's a long time. So 12 years. um, And what do you feel like has been some of the biggest changes that you've seen in the industry since you've been here since basically the beginning? Oh my goodness. There are so many changes. I feel like one of the biggest changes is a lot of the, um, like the private educators coming out and being able Mm -hmm. to kind of give the students more information than we were given. Because like I said, my training initially was not fantastic. And I believe that company still, you know, it's corporate company. I think they're still teaching Mm -hmm. the same the same protocol that they were teaching 12 years ago. And we have so many different lashes. We have flat lashes. We have, you know, groove lashes. And we've got, you know, now there's these ones that split. You know, there's just a constant yeah. new, a new viewing like, or a new, a new look on the industry and new techniques. Volume, that's a huge one. Volume's probably mm-hmm. the biggest. And volume has significantly changed my game and my yeah. career. So... Yeah, definitely. Lots of changes. Good ones. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, since you have been here in this industry so long, like whenever new things would come out, would you kind of be more apprehensive and like more stuck in your ways? Or were you always somebody that was super open to the innovation and all of the change? No. So I actually, I'm all about 
learning. Every time there's something new, I'm like, I got to know what it is. Mm -hmm. And it was the situation that I was in at the time where I was working. I started questioning it because volume was starting to come out on the spectrum. And Mm -hmm. I think the, you know, the person I was working with wasn't as open and it kind of pushed me to go on my own and, you know, just start exploring. And when I did that, I met the Lash community because at that point I had, it was so small. I only knew, you know, like five Lash artists and then, Mm -hmm. you know, it turned from five to thousands of Lash artists. So, Mm -hmm. but yes. I feel like I've heard that story before about someone working somewhere and the reason why they went off on their own was because the person they were working for was not like super open-minded. And it's like, just because you have a space like does not mean you know everything and you it's like the end all be all to everything like there's still so much more to learn like I myself take classes still and I'm sure you do too um there's so much that you don't know and like so much that is going to continue to change so if you don't keep up then like eventually like your team is gonna want to find somewhere else that's going to keep teaching them but that's crazy to me but that's good that you saw that you needed to venture out and that there was more to learn. Who were some of your like biggest mentors along the way? Oh my goodness. The list goes <laughs> on. It really does. I can't. It's funny because I was kind of thinking that to myself. I was like, who has inspired me? Jill Helliger's Heliquin. Yeah. She's a big one from Lash Effects that, you know, I speak to pretty much on the regular. Ellie Malman as well. Kim Ten- um, Tennyson from London Brows. Yeah. She was one that really, yep, I, I did education for her for a long time. And she was one that kind of pushed me too. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, there's so many. But yeah. I definitely, I took I took a lot from uh, Maven and like me, Trina yeah. from Maven and uh, Elena from Lashmakers. I took a lot from their course. And, you know, I talk to them all, you know, all the time when I can and kind of pick their brains if I can. Yeah. Sandra from Lash411, like we, it's crazy because we all, the community is so, so big and we have so many great people that are willing to, you know, sit and, and help us if we're having trouble with things. But the latest individual that I actually, you know, I started her mentoring program is Tara Walsh from the Lashpreneur. She's great. She has been, I think, kicking all of our butts Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the business industry, so yeah, there's a, there's quite a few. There's so many more, but those are the ones that can come to my mind right this second. Whenever you you said him from London Brows, I remember now that I used to use that adhesive. And I remember one time you actually helped me because I had a question yes, I did. about it. And I don't know, you spent a lot of time like going through like troubleshooting and stuff with me. That was a long time ago. But yeah, thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so you own Amethyst. Lash Lounge. Oh, yeah. Amethyst Lounge. Yep. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. So how did you come up with that name? And I've seen pictures of your space before. I don't know how much has changed or anything, but can you tell the listeners a little bit about your brand? Yeah, of course. So I actually relocated my business back in November, but I relocated and it's an old barn. It's really cool. I fell in love with it the minute I stepped in. I mean, it needs a lot of love. Mm -hmm. But the name, it resonates strongly with me because I've always been a crystal child. I've always been one that like 
loves rocks and bring them in the house. And, you know, my mother was like, why are you bringing all these crystals in the house? Mm-hmm. So I've always been, you know, a crystal child at heart. And amethyst is actually the very first crystal I purchased for myself when I was old enough, you know, when I decided, you know, I wanted to buy one, it was amethyst. Mm-hmm. And I actually carried that same amethyst with me all the way through almost because I'm 32 now, probably about 15 years I've had that crystal. And I decided to part with it when I went to Arizona on a uh, retreat last year for my medicinal level two aromatherapy certification. And I bought a new one for my, the new chapter in my life. And it's funny because my daughter was actually due to be born in March, a Pisces, Mm -hmm. but she, and she's still a Pisces, but she was born two weeks early and she's an amethyst baby. So (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Coincidence. I don't think so. (laughs) So, but yes, she, so yes, I, I do a lot of crystals, a lot of work with crystals with my, with my clients. Um, What did you do with the crystal with the old amethyst one? So there's a place called Angel Valley mm-hmm. in uh, Arizona, and they have this labyrinth. They have a couple of labyrinths there, but they have a labyrinth there that you basically, you know, it's it's a gift. It's an offering. And whatever you leave in the middle, you don't take home with you. So oh. it's sitting there in Arizona. That's cool. <laughs> So would you say that you attract like like-minded clients, people who are also into energies and crystals and stuff like that too? Yeah, I, I believe I do. Mm-hmm. It's funny you talk about, you know, your vibe mm-hmm. attracts your, you know, a vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. I felt that when I first opened my business, you know, I was so scattered and didn't really know like what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I felt like I got a lot of different energies. And when I finally figured out what I wanted, all those other people kind of weeded out. But then all the, all the people that I wanted to have as clients, they started coming in, which was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, you know, we have clients that, you know, aren't aware of, you know, Reiki and crystal healing as well, but they're interested. They want to know about Mm -hmm. it. So I think that's what really, you know, brings them to us as well, not just lashes. Yeah. What are some resources that people who are listening can kind of go to to learn more about crystals and everything? I'm I'm interested myself because I I'm into that too, but like I want to know more and more and more. Yes, absolutely. So there's an author, her name is Judy Hall. Mm-hmm. She has um the crystal bible and she has I think, gosh, there's gotta be so many editions, as far as I know, there might be like five, but she's always writing these really well-informed, like very dedicated and detailed books about each crystal and what their properties are. But that's a really good one to start with. Okay. You just research Ju- uh, Judy Hall. Nice. She's really good. Nice. I feel like the girls at my salon, we are really into that stuff. Like we'll come and we'll yes. share like, Hey, I learned about this crystal or something. And we all went to a crystal shop one day and together, like we bought yep. some crystals and stuff. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like people who are into that are like my kind of people. <laughs> so just a little bit more about like your business. Are you a solo artist or do you have um, other people with you or do you plan to? So no, I'm a, uh, it, it was just me to start mm-hmm. out. My sister moved back 
so her and I are both uh, lash artists. She started doing lashes around the same time as me. And she moved home. And we also have another lash artist as well. So there's three of us. Nice. And then we also have a massage therapist as well. And I'm, I'm building my team. I would like to have a couple more lash artists because we have the space for it. It's a 2,200 square foot building. Oh <laughs> <So> it's huge. Awesome. <laughs> it's, it's very big. Yeah, it's, it's big. But we have the space to take on, you know, a couple other lash artists as well. So I probably will start putting out the <laughs> hiring yeah. sign, you know, in a couple of months. How much has your like work life changed when you started bringing on other people onto the team? So my work balance it has changed significantly since I've had my six month old. And it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's definitely a, a change because I'm one that needs to be going all the time. And I was always one. And I had the business at the house before that. Yeah. You know, I had like just my little lash room. So business was there all the time. So for me to move everything out of the house was kind of a relief Mm -hmm. in a way because I didn't have to like wake up, roll out of bed and then walk right across my room and be working. Um, It's definitely, it's caused me to shut off a little bit from work. You know, family life is very, very important, but I definitely have pulled back from taking as many clients and focusing more on just building the business because you just, you can't do it all. Yeah. It's not possible I know. <laughs> not to do it well. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, not possible. Yeah. And I really wanted to kind of pull back and, you know, take, you know, take a couple of clients. But when I take those clients, I want to focus on my artistry. Mm-hmm. You know, like I missed doing like fun lashes. I'm one that like loves to try, you know, working on my new techniques in my volume classes or doing rainbow sets. Those are the kinds of sets that I'm like, I'll do those. I want to do the sets that take me like six plus hours. And then I'm like, yeah, I did that. I did that 10 plus mega volume set. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be able to do that as, you know, take that and focus more on the artistry aspect of it. But my main reason that I pulled back too was because I really wanted to focus on building my academy and teaching. Mm -hmm. That was important. So what do you feel like makes your classes unique? What makes my classes unique is I don't leave my students alone. (laughs) which I nag them all the time Mm -hmm. because of the, the very first class I had and even, you know, the second it's just so important to be able to walk out of that classroom and know what you're doing. You know, I I get it all the time. I get people that are doing conversion courses that have only taken a day training and they've only worked on a mannequin for two hours and they earn their certification. So it's scary that that's still happening, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it is. And I, I love, I love hearing from, you know, students that they're like, you know, I gained more out of these three hours, like, you know, when I'm doing theory, I gained more out of these three hours than I gained in my whole entire class that I took with, you know, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. else. So I think they just, they might gain a little bit, like too much knowledge sometimes where their heads feel like they're (laughs) going to explode. But then once they go home and like sit on it, they're like, wow, I really learned a lot and it was worth it. So 
Totally. Yeah, I feed my my students information. Good. What are some of the brands that you use like during classes or even in your studio? I use a variety of different brands. Mm -hmm. I use Illumina Lashes, London Brows, Eyelash Works, Lash Makers. I use uh, Eye Design. Mm -hmm. I really like I really like Nadia's CC point zero seven lashes. For me, they fan beautifully. It's like I they're consistent, but I use a lot of their products. I have you know Ellie's product, um, her her barrier cream. Yeah, that I show to my clients. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I use a lot of different things. EBL. I just started using some of uh, EBL stuff as well. Yeah. So you know, I kind of like. I found also for my training to expose my students to different product lines, Mm -hmm. it's going to make it that much easier for them to, you know, just understand me. Like you cannot go to one, uh, one product line for everything because it just, it would be so expensive for the distributor or, you know, the company to have all that stuff alone, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know, you just can't, You, you can't do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of I introduced them to all different things. Nice. So you recently started this new project that I was super interested in. And that's what made me like jump at you and just be like, I have to have you on the show like now. So tell me or tell the listeners all about Lash with Purpose. So Lash with Purpose right now, it's still very underneath like going under construction but it is a online community of lash professionals that love lashes in our world it's going to be a place where we can come together and just try to make a difference one lash at a time Mm -hmm. so I've got three things that I'm working on on that website but I'm launching a recycling program so I've seen it for years and I kind of I started researching this a while back and then I put it on the back burner because I had, you know, a couple other things going on, mm-hmm. but I just keep seeing in the forums, like we're using so many disposables and, you know, what are we going to do? It's like all dumping into our landfills. Yeah. And I figured, you know what? It's time. <laughs> Somebody's got to do something. Mm-hmm. So right now the, the recycling program, it's consisting of me accepting tweezers, that have, you know, either you've dropped them a million times or they're just not working for you. Lash wands, like the mascara wands that you use on your clients. Mm-hmm. I'm accepting adhesive bottles, even if they're, you know, half used, they don't have to be completely empty. Mm-hmm. And lash trays, empty lash trays I'm taking. And I'm also taking the cleansing brushes that we use on our clients. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people use the disposable cleansing brushes mm-hmm. and you know, you try to give it to your client every single time, but then they have 20 of them at home. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't want to take them. So I'm accepting all of those items. And basically it's an incentives program. And I'm hoping that some people will jump on board with me. But until then, you know, I'm basically doing a points system. And for a certain amount of points, you'll be able to purchase apparel online that gives back to, you know, other organizations. So like the, the lash artist box. Yeah, yeah. So she she actually for every box she plants a tree. So you know her her information will be available on the website, and 
you know, other companies eventually will be available on the website that are trying to make a difference, whether it's, you know, planting a tree or maybe they're raising money for, you know, for like an animal shelter. Mm -hmm. If they're doing something within, you know, volunteer work, it's going to be on this website. So you'll be able to build up points and either purchase or just get, you know, like a free case of lashes or an adhesive, just a fun way to like recycle. And, you know, it's going to be going somewhere that it's supposed to yeah. or going into, you know, good use. And there's like what I do with my mascara ones, I'll send them to the Appalachian Wildlife. Mm-hmm. But why not send it to one place and gain incentive for it? Yeah. And you know that it's going to go there anyway, which is beautiful. Yeah, that's so, so cool. Yeah. It's so awesome that yeah. you're doing that. I haven't seen anyone else doing this yet. So I think it's going to be really great. So, yeah. Ah, that's awesome. And I have a feeling it's going to get big really fast. And I know I'm going to need help. Oh, totally. So, <laughs> yeah. So if anybody wants to help me, there will be a basically a contact button on the website that, you know, if they're interested in helping, they could fill that out. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it's going to grow so big that you can have like different like places where they can send it to in different states and then in different countries. And like, that's what I was aiming for. So I'm like, ah, hey, well, that is really exciting. And I really can't wait to see everything. I'm probably going to be interested in helping out in some way, too. So I'll email you. Yeah, but I would love to have yeah, you. Yeah, so you're a mom now and you're a business owner and you're taking on this new project. How important is it to find ways to keep your sanity and what ways do you do that? Oh, it's very important. <laughs> and now, especially now with, with a child, yeah. because it's funny. She's actually, I'm, I'm looking at her because I'm out, outside on the porch and I'm looking at her. She's watching trolls <laughs> in her bouncy chair. Oh. Quite. That's the only thing that keeps her sane is watching trolls and Moana. Oh. So cute. <laughs> but for me, I'm a firm believer in taking like at least 30 minutes a day, whether it's in pure silence mm-hmm. or if you put on, you know, simple like Reiki or spa like music mm-hmm. where you can shut your mind off. And I actually last year I made a rock garden in my backyard. It's a little mini labyrinth but I used to you know get up and basically sit in that you know in that garden for 30 minutes and just reflect on what my goals are for that day Mm -hmm. and reflect on what I need to do that day and let go of anything that might have happened the day before Mm -hmm. that wasn't you know that I that I didn't like (laughs) but it's really important and um I used to be a journaler I, I have to be honest, though, I've since I've taken on having ha, like having my child, I haven't really had time to do that for myself. Mm-hmm. But I notice when I stop doing stuff like that, I do become off balance. Yeah. And work work life balance is so important, especially with what we mm-hmm. do, working with people all day. You know, you're working with different energies all the time. So it's really it's really important to cleanse yourself of all of it yeah at the end of the day totally so what things do you do to keep you inspired like in like your business mindset or like even with lashing like do you listen to any audiobooks or podcasts or do you read at all 
Um, so I've been really bad about reading because I just, I haven't had time and I, well, for obvious reasons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I could, you know, I could put it on audiobook, yeah. but if I have her in the car, then I make her, we've been listening to the Disney, cha- uh, Disney channel <laughs> yeah. in the car, but she's actually, she's really good with any music. And I think that's, I think that starts early because I, Honestly, I'm a music lover and I listen to everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm really inspired by music. And I don't know if it's, it's probably just because I performed for so long. Like I had, I had told you before, I, I was a competitive figure skater. Yeah. And shortly after that, in between my aesthetics career, I was traveling and I was actually professionally skating for, for shows. So I just, I find myself always, choreographing things in my head with any kind of music Mm -hmm. but now it's funny because you know I can picture like different types of lash art with different kinds of music you know putting like a story together and you know it does it does like music really does I mean it inspires Mm me (laughs) but but it does inspire you know a lot of different you know different things to happen so I I'm a I'm a music listener. I'm I'm a music junkie. Yeah. But I also I listen to um like I said before, the Lashpreneur. She's one that I've, you know, been listening to. Mm-hmm. And I've just been oh, um actually what's another one that I've been listening to? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head the the woman's name. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like Tara. She's like kick you in the butt, get you you know, get your butt in gear yeah. and you know, move forward with your life. Very inspiring. And I will look that up for you later because I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Yeah, it's all good. But she's also a really good one to, to listen to. Whenever you said that you choreograph in your head when you're listening to music, I relate so much because I was a dancer and like a cheerleader. And every time I listen to a song, I'm dancing in my head. And I love driving for that reason yeah. too, just because I turn the music on or or something and it's kind of like I'm dancing but I'm in my car <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah you go you go in total autopilot yeah. and you're like I wonder if what what would happen if I do this right now <laughs> like like for me so I went on the ice I was 28 weeks pregnant we we just went you know to do public skate mm-hmm. and I first of all I mean definite weight change <laughs> you know all the weights in the belly so I'm like can't really do much yeah especially if you hadn't skated for a couple of years before that. I'm like, I wonder what happens if I try doing a fancy trick right now. And then you're like, maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> Getting too old for that. Yes. That's funny. I have tried to do like, because in cheerleading, I used to tumble or like do flips or whatever. And the last time that I tried doing that, I feel like I literally tore my ab muscle and I'm like, okay, well, that was the last time I'm ever doing that. It's, it's so sad how our bodies change. I know it's horrible. It's terrible. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look past that because I was, when I didn't, when I wasn't figure skating anymore, Mm -hmm. the other thing I started doing was um, aerial acrobatics and silks. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So I was actually doing that for a Mm -hmm. while. So my, my aerial hoop is actually still sitting in my backyard, like hanging from my tree. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need to condition first before I try mm-hmm. to even get on that thing because I will tear something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But I know it's like getting motivated to, to do mm-hmm. it and, and the time, yeah. the time to do it. So 
when you were a child is were you wanting to be a figure skater or like professionally whenever you grew up forever or like what did you see yourself doing like whenever you grew up yeah I mean I think it's like every child's dream when they're like part of a sport like that you know to train for the Olympics the Olympics are like the big thing and at that point I didn't know the difference between professional and like being a professional figure skater and just being, uh, which is funny, like professional is actually when you start doing shows, Mm -hmm. but amateur is when you're competing Mm -hmm. kind of backwards, but I didn't understand the difference. So as I got older, I was like, Oh, show skating sounds like fun. Cause you don't have the stress needing to land a jump in front of, you know, six, seven judges at a time. It's, you know, just the love of, you know, the edge work and making people smile and making them happy by performing. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what, for me, I loved making people, you know, smile and like through my, through my movement on the mm-hmm. ice. So I always thought like, if I, you know, if, if I stuck with skating, it, I would probably still be teaching. I would probably be, you know, teaching little kids how to, how to jump and twirl and, do what I used to do. Yeah. Well, and now you're teaching, <laughs> oh. you're teaching lashes. So I feel like, and you're still doing art of some form. So. Oh yeah. And I, I will get back on that. I, I don't think I'll be doing any double axles or triples anytime <laughs> soon, but <laughs> you know, it, your world does change, you know, as you get older, you know, yeah. your aspirations change, but there's always small pieces of what you've done in your past that, you know, flow through what you've what, you know, what you currently do. So like you said, with the education, you know, I loved, I love teaching Mm -hmm. skaters. So, you know, I love teaching in general. Mm. Yeah. So going back to like lashes, what do you feel like are some, I guess, controversial topics that you kind of see popping up or ones that you may feel more passionate about? Do you want to speak about any of those? I do have a couple. I mean, one definitely is the education and basically anybody can do lashes, at least in my state. Mm -hmm. I'm in, I think, the only remaining state that doesn't require you to have any licensure to provide skincare services. It's like we, we don't even need somebody to complete their 600 hour certification. Somebody could basically just open their business in their basement. That's crazy. And running a business I guess it's kind of scary but we don't have any regulations so it's like anybody really could offer lash extensions Mm -hmm. so you know my other side project was trying to get a 320 hour program in the state of Connecticut yeah where it would basically be viewed as a license for lash enhancement services because it's it's I think it needs to be viewed as a, a separate scope of practice. Yeah. It, um, it angers me to hear that there's, you know, aesthetic schools that are teaching lashes, but the, the teachers have had no experience mm-hmm. holding tweezers and they just show their students quickly on a mannequin, like, here you go. And then they think they know mm-hmm. it. So that's, I think that's a big thing that I, you know, I feel very strongly about. Yeah. And Yeah. And the other thing that I really feel strongly about is us being exposed to, you know, the adhesive fumes over a long period of time Mm -hmm. and not having proper ventilation. Yeah. I know personally I've had, I had problems working with a very particular 
adhesive in our industry that I was starting to get a really bad, like a rash on the back of my hand. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to have issues breathing and I couldn't pinpoint what it was until I moved my environment. Like I changed my environment and started ventilating my room properly. Mm -hmm. So I think over the course of time, when you're working with a chemical that close proximity to your face, you have to be aware of that, you know, long-term because it can cause issues. And I've spoken to many, many lash artists that have, you know, that are educators, uh, some of which I mentioned earlier today that have had issues Mm -hmm. with adhesive vapors in some shape or form in their, the course of their career. Some of which had to stop lashing for, you know, a short period of time. God, yeah. Yeah. I was talking, I think it was, I was talking with Shayla from Face Escape and Ekaterina from Lash Royals. And they were talking about, I had never heard of this and I don't know how, but this gel, this anti-allergy gel that absorbs the vapors from your adhesive and it actually prevents allergic reactions like from people that are already allergic even and prevents them from having. I don't know how I've literally never heard of this, but I was so surprised, but I have to try it. But I wonder like in conjunction with like having an air purifier and proper ventilation and everything and having one of those, I bet that helps tremendously too with people that are having like respiratory problems or skin issues or something with the adhesive, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I actually, there was a company, I think it was the first year that I competed Lash Wars that gave us something of that nature in our, like in our grab bag. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, but it ha- and it, that's the thing that the first time I did Lash Wars was at least four years mm-hmm. ago. So it has been on the market, but a lot of us don't know. Of yeah. it. Like we're not being made aware of these products that exist. Yeah. So I think, yeah. And I don't know. Do you, do you follow Doug Shoon? Yeah. At yeah, all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And like, he, he's a brilliant man. I, I love, he's actually one that I do listen to. Like, you know, not his podcast, but he does have a YouTube mm-hmm. channel that I've been, you know, trying more frequently to watch like his episodes, yeah. but he's, he's one that I follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like I, I think that this type of stuff that is so important for our health has to be so much more talked about because this is people's lives and their bodies and it affects Oh, yeah. so much. So I'm going to start talking about this gel as soon as I, I'm going to order some and try it at the salon and see, um, see it for myself, but hopefully bringing more awareness to it in our industry by just talking about it on the show will help too. But um, anyway, yeah, of course. So I always ask a question about a favorite failure of someone's that basically it's a time where you felt like it was the end of the world, like it was the worst thing ever, or that you failed and then you realize like, oh, it wasn't a failure. This was actually a blessing in disguise. Do you have any moments like that that come to mind? Yeah. I mean, when I first went on my own, like a little over four years ago, I was so distraught because I didn't know what, like what came next Mm -hmm. for me because I had no support system at Mm -hmm. all. So, you know, I think for me, that was definitely a favorite failure because it pushed me to be more, be more of um, an extrovert and meet people and like go to the, you know, go to the trade shows and really 
like dig deep and meet different lash artists. And I think that helps me build my business. And this is also like now I'm going through, you know, transitional period with my business because I went from like zero overhead to like all of the overhead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, it's making me view my business in a whole new way, but it's not, it's not negative. You know, I, I keep telling myself every day, I was like, it's positive because, you know, you learn, you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. As long, as long as you, you're willing to, you know, accept them and, you know, not go down the same path that you went yeah. <laughs> when you made that mistake. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm always learning from all of, all of my past experiences. And can't remember who was it that said she didn't have, she had no failures. Was it Julie or no? One one of your guests. She said she didn't, it could have been. But I actually, I loved her response to the question because she was like, you know, basically she wouldn't be where she was. Yeah. And I kind of follow that trait too. But if I have to really dig deep and like think about something, it would probably be, you know, like, when I first started on my journey. Yeah, and like that is actually my point is like for anyone who is going through something and to hear people on the show talk about like a time when they were going through a perceived failure, but it ended up working out. I want people to know like just because you're going through a time, even if it's not in the industry, if it's just like in your personal life, like in a relationship or whatever's going on, it it's not always a failure. You end up actually okay in the end and maybe even better. And so that's why I exactly. love this question is just because I love to hear like the people that I look up to, like a time where they were like, oh, you know, my life is over. Like I'm a failure. And then it's like, everyone's looking at them like, wow, like you're so amazing. And, and you think all of it's just like peaches and I don't know, peaches and something. And yeah, it's just, it's true though. Yeah, like everyone goes through stuff and like their journey was filled. I'm sure with like ups and downs. And I, I'm just curious on like everyone's path. Yeah. And I actually, so I, I've been one to like always get down on myself. Yeah. Like from the early age, I just had like, I was very insecure about, you know, a lot of different things going on in my life. But honestly, last year when I went for my medicinal aromatherapy level two in Arizona, it was enlightening to hear, you know, them basically, you know, like my teachers say, you know, cut the woe is me, you know, BS and just accept it, Mm -hmm. you know, accept what happened. It's it's happening for a reason and it's probably going to bring you down a better path yeah. so just learn to look it straight in the face and go okay yep this happened oh well mm-hmm. move on exactly <laughs> so and, and honestly yeah. now it's changed my perspective when I am going through a setback um I I don't take as much time worrying about it um and it's almost yeah. like a weird excitement too like this actually happened last week there was some um I'm sure I'll talk about in a later episode, but something that happened to me within my business and I, it was a big setback and I probably sounded crazy, but 
I was telling everybody how excited I was because I know that like something better is coming and they're like, okay. And I'm like, no, I just know myself and I know my team and I know what's going to happen after this, but I just have to go through this part right now, but it's going to be okay. But it's, it's because of people like on the show and stuff They're they're so inspiring even to me. And I just, yeah, everything ends up working out, especially if you have like the right mindset. And then I just have one more question. Do you have like a motto or do you have any like just words that you live by? I am one that honestly, every day I'm pulling up a different quote. Mm-hmm. But today I I pulled up. It was funny. I was cleaning out all my emails mm-hmm. because that's been my task is trying to reorganize that clutter because mm-hmm. I actually got rid of you know, Facebook and in, um, not, not Instagram, but Facebook and messenger off my phone, just trying to like turn off and learn to, you know, be with, you know, my family when I'm with my family. Mm-hmm. And I never realized that on the bottom of my emails and my personal, uh, is a quote by Jane Mansfield. And it was, um, I will never be satisfied. Life is one constant search of, uh, for betterment for me. Mm. And <laughs> it's funny because I read it and I was like, yep, that's me all the time. I'm just consistently a perfectionist. And I will always go back to that quote because I'm like, yep, that's me. (laughs) But, you know, any roomy quotes, roomy quotes are great. You know, if you just, I have a book, it's 365 Cal. Mm -hmm. And I, it's like, I'll open it up and I have it at the shop and I'll just pull it up. And look in the middle and just see, okay, this, this is what I need for today. I'll give you, I'll give you that quote for today. That's a good one. <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I've included the links to all of Jesse's social media handles and websites below in the show notes. If you'd like to check that out, you can also check out her training program as well in the show notes. I hope that you guys have a great week and I'll be back very soon for the next episode.